Oh, here we go again. I'm going to let any everyone in on a little fact, a little behind-the-scenes fact that I'm sure we've probably mentioned this before, but a lot of times we record more than one session in a row. This is one of those nights, so we... <laughs> yeah. Though it's been a week, the table is still very fresh in this battle. Miles is still very unsure if his character is coming back or not. One HP difference. Yeah, so. I had, it was what? It was a 48 damage attack. My max HP is 40. I had seven health remaining because Radonovich's earlier lightning bolt, you know, also brought me down to seven. Oh, man. The difference of one HP. Just one big attack, too. Just boom. Yeah. Like, do it's 48 I, to everyone. Listen, do I come back next week as a belligerent asshole or not? <laughs> like, do I need a new character sheet? Like, Here's a goblin token. <laughs> yeah, Go wild. Kidding, yeah. Damn it, Adam, why couldn't you have rolled a 19? This is all your fault. Tess got to avoid the attack due to pretty privilege? What? <laughs> Damn. I'll take it. <laughs> what a battle it has been so far. Fucking reeling, man. To recap what happened last episode, we commenced the battle against the Corvera tribe. The fallen allies of Van Richten and the spirits of Richten House all came back and joined the fray, destroying a lot of the ghosts in the few seconds that the house was able to kind of keep them on the battlefield. One by one, they exploded into bursts of light, disappeared out of existence, but leaving behind many, many buffs in their wake. The party is rolling with plus one to damage, plus three to attacks, no risk of fear. What else do you guys got going on? You we got, got healed 18 got at the time. healed, yeah. yeah. Your daddy did some damage. Oh, and yeah. Did yeah. a bunch of damage. All in all, got a whole bunch of buffs, and the battle raged on. The heroes were able to defeat all of the Corvera tribe, but it was clear to everyone that the battle wasn't over. They had like a turn to kind of wait and get prepared before Madame Radonovich herself showed up with Erasmus bound and kneeling before her. She slit his throat after removing the curse from Rudolf Van Richten to ensure that he'd be able to watch it happen. And sure enough, it was enough to break old VR. He's dropped his sword cane to the ground. He has ran right into battle, just is swinging his fist. He's just in complete agony right now. You guys managed to get a legendary resistance out of Madame Radonovich, a failed conf or a successful confusion spell that I had to use a resistance on. You did a lot of damage to her. She was kind of popping off lightning bolts in between rounds as her legendary action, but when it got to her proper turn, all hell broke loose and a massive amount of lightning damage came through. 12d8 is what I rolled Jeez. on that attack. 
My God. 12d8. That wasn't just call lightning. That was hey you up lightning. (laughs) And despite the fact that it was 12d8, it was literally one health point away from Slash not dying. Wait, was that magic? Do you get advantage against magic on saving throws? do have magic resistance as a yuan T. What does that mean? You get advantage? I get advantage on the saving throw. What's your dex mod? I mean, the DC is so fucking high. I mean, my my dex mod is five. Uh, You can give it a go, considering it means the difference between life and death. This is going to be, like, super anticlimactic, though, if suddenly Slash is just fine. Um, (laughs) I mean, not last week it wasn't. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Welcome Um, back. Listen, I, I do have inspiration. I'm a thousand percent burning. I that. mean, you can you can you only have advantage yeah, once. You don't need to. Like, oh, it's, yeah, you you have advantage because oh, you have right, magic right, resistance. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, right. So, technically, I already failed one of the throws. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I only sorry, have to roll one d twenty. No. Hey, listen. It's it heat of the moment. Oh, so that's kind of fun, though. Now we get a whole new roll to determine whether it's dead or not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, am I dead? Am I dead? Let's find out. Magic 8-ball. Like, like, I feel like I need basically a nat 20 to, Magic, to beat this. Magic 20 sphere. Well, yeah, because you got the minus. Oh, no. Oh, we, don't, we don't take table rolls. We don't take, or off the table rolls. Yeah, and this is with a minus 4. Yeah, that's also true. Minus 4, because I'm not in range of Troubadour. So, plus 1 all in the wash. It's better than my minus 3 to the oh, roll. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fucking dead. I, I, rolled, I rolled a 3. Plus one is four, so... Oh, man. I'm sorry I even brought it up. I feel extra bad now. now. now, now yeah, let's just quickly the knife. knife down. Yeah, yeah. It was great for me. <laughs> man, oh, man. Sorry, I'm just grasping at straws, man. No, I mean, like I said, it's a matter of life and death for uh, a character. It's a pretty important re-roll. Unfortunately, it doesn't work out, and Slash's body remains on the ground, charred and sizzling from that giant amount of lightning damage. Tess, you were surrounded by, like, a magical shield that stopped you from taking any of that lightning damage. A shield that Radonovich seems to have put there herself or commanded the house to do so. Regardless, she's informed you that her intention is essentially to get your soul out of that body and replace it with hers so that once Aslan Rex stands victorious, she can enter the new world in a new, fresh body. Oh, na 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 She had raised her hands in the air as if she was about to call down more lightning. But it is Tess who acts next. Like, is this shield, was it just something that, like, blocked the lightning? Or am I, like, in a frickin' cutscene bubble right now? No, it was definitely, like, a a one-and-done quick defense from the lightning, and then it disappears. Okay, well, in that case, I'm just gonna... Stare Radonovich down and say, You are far crazier than I even thought possible if you think I am letting any part of you into any part of this. You seem to cast a lot of magic. 
let's see if you can do the magic without your hands. Uh, and she is going to step up, like line the bone saw up to the tendons on her wrists and just start sawing away at this bitch's freaking arms. 28 to hit. Oh, that is a solid, solid hit. Bring it back. Uh, 14 magic slashing. She, I forgot she had legendary resistances. There's no point in me trying to stun her. So I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep swinging. <laughs> Dang it. That said, though, um, does a 33 hit? Yeah, it does. <laughs> 32, sorry. 32. That's what to say. Yeah. 19 on the die for nine more magic slashing. Damn. Ma- yeah. Um, and Flurry of Blows. I'm going to pull out as much damage as I can. Damn it. Um, four plus 13, that's 17 to hit. Wait, plus 10, because I'm strike. Never mind. Doesn't matter. 14 to hit. Unfortunately, a miss from that attack. I just, like, I bring the bone saw down. I saw once, saw again. Go for a haymaker. All of the times, my fists can never hit ghosts. I glance back. We need to deal damage. We need to hurt her. Her eyes uh, drift back to the unconscious looster on the ground. I'm going to book it out of Radonovich's uh, threatened space and just try to blast a hand of healing into Lustra. Oh, man. She will use her reaction to swat at you. Try to use that same dagger she used to slit Erasmus's throat to do a little bit of damage to Tess. 13 to hit is not going to do it. Nuh-uh. Yeah, Tess is going to, like, swat it away, run up to Lustra, just grab him by the, like, by both sides of his face and just headbutt him awake. Like, wake up! You don't have time for this. You have nine hit points. Okay, okay. And... I think... I'm going to use the rest of my movements to dash back over to Slash. Um, and just, like, put a hand on his, like, on his chest to see if it's rising and falling. Just check for breathing. Come you on. feel nothing. No movement from Slash's chest. Oh, come on, you son of a bitch. No word from Galas. And then Radonovich takes the first legendary action of this turn. At this point, there is hardly anything left of the ceiling above you guys. You watch as another bolt of lightning forms high up in the sky and comes crashing down onto Van Richten himself. He didn't have much left in the tank either. And you watch as an anguish-filled Van Richten hits the floor. Lustra, you are conscious again. What do you do? Uh, I stand up. I don't know my surroundings. I just know that I'm still in fight mode and Radonovich needs to go down. 
and just through instinct and pure kill drive, I just go to my baser instincts and shoot the target in front of me, which is Radonovich. And as as I do that, almost once again, instinctually, you know, the force energy circles around my hand. It goes up the drawstring through the shaft of the arrow, and I charge that force damage. I'm declaring sharpshooter. I pull that bow with all of my might, and that's a 15 to hit. Shit, that is a miss. I'm gonna do it again. Uh, do I do sharpshooter? We need the damage. Sharpshooter again. Gambling again. I see the look on your face. Natural one. Fuck. Oh man. Oh, that's two in this battle for Lustra. I was I was gonna joke and be like, okay, so don't break this one. <laughs> the last one, yeah, your bow broke. You lucky bastard! Full of shut yes! up. You put it back up and put it back in the fumble container. Fuck that one. <laughs> oh, buddy. Just, 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 just. Oh, uh, what a roller coaster. Oh. It's still two misses, and I've used my bonus action and my action. That's okay. You're still in the fight. Yep. You just have to hit with one bus, man. Come a little bit closer. Uh, yeah, I'm going to move within 10 feet of Troubadour. There you go. Move up next to Troubadour. I'm just 10 feet behind Troubadour. Beautiful, in hopes of getting that sweet paladin aura to I'm, surround you. I'm just going to trudge forward. I'm not even looking back. I just am laser focused on Radonovich right now. Legendary action. Lustra, make a deck save. Well, I too have a plus five to the save. Well, yeah. And then with the negative, I'm at a plus one net. And then Troubadour plus, plus three total. Plus three net. Come on. Oh, that's a ten. Oof. That's going to be 12 points of lightning damage. I zombie walk to my portion, get struck by lightning, and fall unconscious again. Right back down Come to the on, ground. man! Tess and Troubadour, the only two standing at the moment. It's Van Richten's turn, but his body remains still on the ground. Troubadour, what do you do? Troubadour, seeing comrades fall behind him, um, hearing Radonovich talking about messing with bodies, there's just something inside him that snaps, and his blood-red hair is now matched by his eyes. Like, this is, I think, the most beat-up he's ever been, or pretty close. And, like, the flames on the sword get bigger. She knocked out my protection from good and evil but my vow of enmity still stays and you see whatever garish creature they have turned him into and he's gonna just look her straight in the face and be like Midas made me this I can't kill him I'm gonna go for his partner and I'm just gonna attack He's Bring like, down. he's he's broken. Come on. No crit, but that's uh, 26. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. And if she's doing big damage, I want it too. So there's a level two divine smite. Come on, bring it in, baby. Eight slashing, five fire, 23 radiant, 36 total damage. Okay. I'll do it again. <laughs> Yeah, that's attack number one. Very nice. Come on. Mm, 20 to hit. 
That'll do it. That's all it takes. Burning my last spell slot. Same thing. man. Using everything you got in the tank. Ooh. Some big, some small. 12 slashing. Nice. 10 fire. Dude. And 12 radiant for a 34. So 70 total on the turn. Assuming no resistances. You are pumping damage out. Pumping damage out. For the first time in all of this, like, defensiveness, though, you see, like, Troubadour sort of, like, lose half a step. But he's he's not moving. He's not going to go down. Bring the lightning. Because I got hot stuff right here, if you don't. <laughs> Flame Tongue accidentally turns off. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <laughs> go ahead and give me a deck save, because as... Your turn ends. She uses her last legendary to call lightning down upon you, Troubadour. It's not a 20, so it's a fail. That means you take 10 points of lightning damage. Still up. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That was nothing. What you got? Oh, Top of the round. Top oh. of the round. Oh no. Top of the round. Uh. Slash. Dead. Lustra back down. VR down. Troubadour visibly struggling. Tess. Not feeling too hot either. I'm just vibing, you know, whatever. You can see Radonovich raise her hands back up into the air. You can see dozens of little bits of lightning start forming high above you in the sky. At this point, the entire ceiling of the attic is just wide open. There's nothing left to it. And all those bolts, scores of them, all come crashing down at once. And then you hear a voice. Just a very calm, yet forceful, no. As Van Richten gets to his feet and stands straight and firm. There's this glint in his eyes. He says, enough. This ends here. And as his voice echoes throughout the attic, as those lightning bolts are within just inches of striking all of your bodies, some invisible force just makes them seem to stop in mid-strike. All those bolts of lightning, almost like someone's used like some kind of time stop, they just stop right above you. And Van Richten continues, as I will not let you fill my heart with hatred again. I refuse to let you have that victory. I renounced my hatred 
years ago. No longer are you my sworn enemy, Madam Radonovich, seer of the Corvera. You are nothing to me but another wretched victim of her own evil. And so I say to you, how dare you? I have already suffered the full measure of your malice. It is too late now, though, to unsay any of your evil words. Too late to save yourself. For I see now what it is that I must do. And as he speaks, Dr. Rudolf Van Richten's entire body begins to glow. He closes his eyes, and the light that fills his body starts to seep into the floorboards of the house. Oh. It spiderwebs and seems to almost engulf the floorboards one by one. The house starts to, like, shake violently, but still the light from Van Richten spreads. The walls, what's left of the ceiling, all become washed in the light emanating from Van Richten's glowing body. Lustra, you regain one HP as healing light washes over you. And you see the fear finally register in Radonovich's eyes. She says, no. What are you doing? Don't listen to him. I am your master. But Van Richten yells over her. I cannot hold her back for long. Looks at those of you who remain conscious. And says, strike with everything you have. Quickly! Tess, it's your turn. Radonovich's attack gets thwarted by Van Richten. <sighs> Thank you, Taroka card. <laughs> uh, Tess will take her hand off Silash's chest and replace the ashen fingers onto the hilt of the bone saw. Stand up and turn around. Look at Rodonovich and say, You still don't get it, do you? You were never the master of this house. It's Richtenhaus. And you are just a pale imposter. And she will saunter up. <laughs> Sauntering. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Put a, a hand of gratitude on the glowing Van Richten and whisper, we will make this worth it. And she's going to go ham. She's going to spend everything that she has. 27 to hit. That's a hit. 7 plus 8, 15, right? Yes. 15 magic slashing. Second hit. 22 to hit. That's a hit. Six plus eight, 14 more magic slashing. Flurry of blows. Please, just once. 27 to hit. That's a hit. And with my last key point on top of 
using flurry of blows, I will, um, I will tear her chakras in half and use hands of harm for an additional one d six plus three necrotic. So that is ten magic bludgeoning and four necrotic for um, fourteen total. Last attack in flurry of blows. 18 to hit. That's a hit. That's a hit. It's the magic number. Okay. Come on. Do something good. Axe kick. <laughs> yeah. Six on the die for 11 more magic bludgeoning. It is an absolute flurry of blows. It earns its name. You can hardly tell which attack does the trick, but when the killing blow is struck, Madame Radonovich just lets out this cry of agony, this, No! This cannot be! My hatred will find you again, Van Richten. And our love will be there to stop you. And with that, the spirit of Madame Radonovich fades away, as does the light that has been surrounding Van Richten in these last few moments. And as that light fades, he whispers, She is still here, but the house has taken her. Someone must stay and see that she never again leaves. The house has spoken, and now it has its rightful master once again. And then the aged body of Dr. Rudolf Van Richten pitches forward, breathes its last breath, and lies still on the floor. Not far from Salash. And the three of you are out of initiative. Oh, fuck. No. We can't. We won. We won. You have to be here for this, sir. Uh, and Tess will just sink to her knees and just check vitals, just try try anything. I'm out of key, I'm out of everything. In the moment, it's hard to tell how long it takes, but as you all crowd over the bodies of the fallen, at some point, the sun begins to rise again outside. The storm on the Van Richten estate fades and ends, filling the air with a calmness. What do you do? Troubadour is going to go over to Slash and try and put a point of lay on hands into him. And go, God damn it. Slash, just when you did things that made me almost respect you. And nothing happens. No. He still means. 
These domains, just when you think that they can't take any more from us. This might not be over. And he's going to drop 10 hit points of lay on hands into each of us that are still standing. Okay. Looster rolls over onto his back, still prone. Failed again. Another Venari lost. Grimaces at the sky that, at, you know, now that he can see it with the roof completely destroyed. The domains of dread just make me... My purpose is greater than this. All of our purpose is greater than this. We have more value than this. It's just an obstacle. Just something. Right? I... I don't even know. As all of you try to process the scene in front of you, there is a click as the elevator arrives back in the attic. Somehow it's now fixed and arrives as if the house is ready to bring you down safely from this place when you're ready. Okay. Okay. Van Richten's body still there or he's completely... It's still there. Troubadour is going to look at who's heavier, Slash or Van Richten. <laughs> Take the heavier one by himself and then look at the two of you and be like, grab the other. Let's take him somewhere that's not here. Looster will pick up the other body. As we go to pick up Slash, you do so successfully. But as you try to pick up Van Richten's body... Sure enough, your arms go right through the corpse and what is left of Dr. Rudolf Van Richten fades away. Welcome home. I hope you find peace. After all of these decades. At least... The mists that he has helped, that have helped him for now, they have embraced him. All I can hope is that that mistress of the mists, who seems to keep on using so many of us and spending so many of us, realizes what she has now. She uh, she looks up to the, or out to the wall of mist that is out past the Lake of Apples. And just through gritted teeth, it's like, you hear that, you son of a, you hear that? You're not going to have me. You're not going to have them. You've taken enough from us. We will. Put your house in order, if that's what it needs, to get out of here. But then we are done. This, you, putting us on a path, that'll be done. 
Come on. I think Salash would like to be honored amidst the Venrichton dead. The graveyard? I mean, what have we all been, if not family? Do you guys just not want to take a second and take stock? I heard talk of diamonds and stuff. Maybe there's gentle repose. Maybe we can go somewhere with Ray's dead. Or are you guys just going to burn burn another corpse? Just playing devil's advocate here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's fair. I mean, the person who could cast Ray's dead is gone now, but now we don't have to go to Valachan, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> How pragmatic. This isn't my first Lose Friends rodeo, I'm sure. Maybe. I don't know. Test claims is it Lose Drug. Well, it's not ours. It doesn't get easier. But you know what? On that note, Troubadour, you're right. If there's someone who is more used to this than anyone here, it would be you. You have protected us through all of this. I will defer to your judgment from here on. I know you guys wanted to go to Nevachar Springs. You want an answer for this. You kind of know what's going on. The answer is stopping it, for sure. My thought would be, maybe the Shadowlands. Maybe talk to the Circle. If Slash, Jiggle, jiggle. Not mm. unlike his normal corpse bags. Uh... If Salash was and Galas were saying go to Valachan for potential artifacts and potential knowledge, I know that there's a stronghold full of people fighting whatever there is in this mists. I'd rather take a certainty than a potential. Maybe they'll remember more about you. That's not important. I kick ass. <laughs> You always know what to say, huh? I guess. He looks wistfully towards the broken sky and all the fun that's going on. Oh, speaking of which, yeah, is uh, is the ghost of everything that was trying to kill us still uh, hanging about outside? He's going to look towards the woods, everything. Everything outside looks like it did during the day you first arrived. The sun is shining brightly. Birds chirping in the woods. As you guys are up here discussing all of this, the elevator clicks again. Heads down. Uh-oh. We missed our chance few moments later, you can hear it coming back up, and it opens, and the ghost of Joseph Bierce steps off of the elevator. At this point, I like to think it's been, you know, a few moments of you guys trying to make peace with what just happened, of talking about it, of discussing the next step. Joseph walks into the room <clears throat> Terribly sorry to keep you waiting, but Master Van Richten has been enjoying a much-needed reunion. He's asked to meet you in the dining room before your departure. Oh, 
And he kind of gestures towards the open elevator. Whenever you're ready. Do you know you're a ghost yet? (laughs) Then Richton told him to be a ghost. (laughs) What kind of buttleman would you call him? He nods. Yes, unfortunately, so it could be worse, I suppose. You know what? Style points for using the elevator and not just floating up through the floor. Let's go. I feel like we've kept them waiting long enough. And so to the dining room, you head. Slash's corpse in tow, maybe yep, bag Luth- of healing, for, or uh, the bag of holding for No, Lu- Lustra's carrying him carrying? This, in, this entire no, time. No, like you it. got Van Richten, I got some. Wait, who was, who was lighter again? Lustra's carrying Slash. The lizard yeah. boys need to stay together. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. I thought I carried all the corpses. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Not this one. This one's got scales. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to hit the uh, elevator button lever. Charisma save. Fuck. <laughs> you enter the now familiar dining room. Sitting at the table is the ghostly form of Dr. Rudolph Van Richten. Standing by his side is the ghostly form of his wife, Ingrid Van Richten. And sitting at the table with them is the ghostly form of his son, Erasmus Van Richten. And as you enter, he says, Well, I suppose I must start by thanking you all once again for staying by my side throughout all of this. I will forever be in your debts, but unfortunately, Richten House will make it very difficult for me to repay those debts. Sir, the fact that we are still here, that we even made it here in the first place, that's already so much. And I don't think that you, especially now, I don't think that you should feel that you need to shoulder all everyone's burden anymore. You have spent literally your entire life doing that. You have responsibilities now, but at least you have your family. You have your home. That is all I could ever hope for you. Again, I thank you. Things will certainly be different now. But with the proper amount of healing and time, I believe I will be able to learn how to influence this domain in a way that is helpful to me. I believe we may even be able to restore young Erasmus's ability to speak. And with that, he kind of ruffles his son's hair a little bit. Chuck says, Aw, Dad! (laughs) (laughs) Is Lamin amongst this crew? Is Salash amongst this crew? Or Merlin? Or Lenara? He smiles a sad smile at you. As you know, there is no escape for a soul that dies in the domains of dread. I have not yet had the time or the practice to guide the house in finding the souls of the remainder of my friends. But I have no doubt that in time, if you return here, you will find your father here, amongst friends. 
I know that it is perhaps not what you would like to hear, Lustra. He gestures uh, to Erasmus, who scurries off and comes back holding a little box and Van Richten's sword cane, both of which he extends out to Lustra. Hopefully these will help repay some of the debt I owe to you. I will have no use of my sword cane here. In the box you will find an old set of my glasses that the house was hiding. Should you require to come back to Richton House, you should be able to use those glasses as a mist talisman. If you ever want to seek out my advice or simply have a safe haven within the mists. Uh, Lustra kind of doesn't know what to do with Slash's body that's in his hands while accepting the sword cane. <laughs> uh, kind of, you know... Awkward man- moment. <laughs> I'll take him now. I'll take him now, man- it's fine. No, 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 mannequins him against a chair. <laughs> and then takes the cane in the, in the glasses. And, uh... Lustra graciously accepts the sword cane and glasses and puts it kind of like in the call, the glasses in the collar of his shirt. Look, you traveled with my father and I think it goes without saying to make sure that if you happen to find him, if you get better at whatever it is that you can do with guiding souls through the mists. And Lustra will go through the description of Rena. If you happen to see, you know, a human woman, red hair, short, you know, shoulder length hair, blue eyes, you know, good looks at his shoes, good with shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Rena, Rena Sutor, if you can kind of guide her here as well. I'm a huge reason why I'm here is just for my dad and her and. Half that reason is gone. And I fear that she may be lost as well, but it'll provide me some solace to know that there could be at least a safe haven for her if she happens to come across your door in any form imaginable. Of course, I will do everything in my power to see that through Lustra Venari. Despite the tragedies of this place do not lose all hope lustra what transpired here over the course of the last few days has given us new knowledge new hope the things we have heard here the way radonovich spoke they all imply that the hour of ascension is still underway Aslan Rex has not yet escaped the domains of dread even though he may very well have already figured out a way to do so but his plan is still underway, which means that he can still be stopped. The task will fall to you three now, and others like you, as will the decisions of where to go next. No doubt the elves of the Nevuchar Springs will provide you with new knowledge, and if I were traveling with you, it is still where I would wish to go. But as I said, the decision is with all of you now. Great events like these, like the Hour of Ascension, they tend to be unpredictable. 
So perhaps your desire to see Rena and Mordent safely is the correct path. It looks Trudor as if knowledge of your forgotten past is what you seek most, then I suspect seeking out the Knights of the Circle in the Shadowlands would be your best bet, along with centuries of knowledge that their minds hold. He looks at the still body of Salash. Perhaps Valachan is even still the answer. Why, with the power that you have all accumulated throughout our journeys together, you could even return to Dominia and forcefully extract more answers from Hindfroth himself. Wherever you go... The second floor! (laughs) The second floor. Wherever you go, maybe the light guide your journeys and these dark domains. I think we should probably... Do we want a stash? Slash in the bag of holding? <laughs> or do we want to actually bury him? Honestly, as far as Slash is concerned, I don't think he cared very much about what happened to his body. Meat was weak. And honestly, as pragmatic as he was, if we could find use for him, find use with him, Later, I think it would be better to keep something and not ha- and not need it than have the opportunity to have something and not have it. Mm. So, well, do you want to put head or feet first? <laughs> <laughs> I I say feet first on the off chance that somehow in death he still can fire one more line as he's being put into this bag. Very fair. Didn't really get. Any parting words from Slash, did we? No. That's that's he's unfortunately very cold and still, but if he could say something right now. (laughs) Yeah. Somehow we somehow we can see on on his smug face. What is he saying with this epitaph of a look? Gloss somehow brings him back just momentarily with the remaining of his life force to give him these last words. I feel like moments before death, like having the crack of lightning and thunder, you know, slam through his body and the, the, the frustration immediately becoming apparent. I almost feel like Galas would know what happens to Slash before Slash does. It wasn't uncommon for him to have had Galas almost save him a couple of times uh, throughout the uh, throughout the adventure. He had this sort of almost this this precognition about his impending doom. And I think in this case, Galas would know that he couldn't save him here. But he could afford him at least a couple of moments of respite. What do you think Galas would say there, Justin? I know how you're doing. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens in the last few moments, Galas changes into the speech in a tramp stamp yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah it turns out it's mm-hmm. just a giant chest tat like of just like this epilogue yeah. no no he goes he goes full fourth wall break and becomes an actual comic book you know speech bubble <laughs> maybe it's like that star wars it's like the crawl you know <laughs> <laughs> if we could rewind back if we hit rewind on the movie 
and listened closely to the words exchanged between Galas and Slash in those final moments before death. Galas would have taken shape on Slash's neck and said, How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Yay. (laughs) Yeah, well, we didn't get there in the end, but damn if you didn't leave behind some kind of mark. And I feel like at this point, almost like nanomachine technology from Metal Gear Solid, considering that at this point, I'm sure Slash's vocal cords are probably shot and roasted by lightning, but still in some kind of small, unyielding way that he does. He would cough, and he would say, yeah, but you know, I think they get it. I think they know that, especially with the words that I weave, I refuse to be someone prayed to, and I wish I could give power to others. That's all I've ever wanted. It's all I wanted to do against authority, against the gods. But I'm still yet maybe a patron, even in death. I am more than my body. I'm the shining glory of my soul, after all. This Yuan Ti wonder. This human. This humanity that drives me. Leave it to a ghost to kill me. <laughs> Meat is weak, right? Hmm. <laughs> And then he would just sort of... And then lightning bolt (laughs) fries you to a sin. Basically. Tell me about it, bro. (laughs) Man. A second character death. Another character death. Uh. Before truly sending you off into the mists for the three of you to once again go out on your travels... Just in case we didn't really put together everything that's happened here so far, VR kind of takes a moment to talk about what he thinks happened here. He says that this is a domain of dread and the Dark Lord was the house itself. As far as he can tell, the domain was created by Radonovich's hatred of him, of Van Richten. And since she created it, she had a huge influence over it. While she wasn't a Dark Lord herself, she basically, like, commanded one. But the house always wanted its rightful master. So Van Richten also suspects that this was all Aslan Rex's plan from the get-go. A plan to remove VR from the picture so that he couldn't meddle in the Hour of Ascension. Using the Thinker in the Sphere, that creature that granted Lenara her, or awoke Lenara's powers some time back, Baron Midas was able to find VR and fill his mind with nightmares and visions of Richtenhaus, of this domain. Heinfroth was able to break Van Richten's mind down even further, weakening his abilities, making the nightmares stronger. 
but it was all so that Van Richten would think of nothing but the house. So that eventually, during his travels in the mists, he would end up in Radonovich's Richten house. He would vote for Richten house. And every time so far since the beginning of the campaign that we have voted in the mists, VR voted for Richten house. Shit. Oh, man. Imagine if we got here at level three. Oof. (laughs) Of course. I know it's a lot to process. And I like to think your characters, the three remaining heroes, probably take the day to rest up, heal their wounds before re entering the mist wherever it is they plan on going next. For those of you listening and who have made it this far into our wacky campaign, first of all, a gigantic thank you from us to you. Second of all, throughout all the years, uh, some of the strongest feedback we've gotten from you guys is that you would love just a little standalone adventure, a little... Not quite a one-shot, but, you know, one of those kind of three, four, maybe five-session adventures. Something that's not going to take you 200 hours to catch up on. So before we head off to what will be Act 3 of this campaign, uh, the next thing that will hit the airwaves will be a little bit of a one-shot from us. So next week... Instead of the regular campaign, uh, you guys will all be getting to listen to us do something a little bit different, something to cleanse our palate here a little bit, because we've been doing this now for over two years, and like you said, we we listened and heard your feedback, so we're all going to take just a moment to step back, cleanse the palate before we come barreling back into Act 4 of this campaign. Before we call it a night, though, I thought it'd be fun to, first of all, maybe while we're doing this, Colin Lustra, or I don't know why I just (laughs) called you Lustra, Colin David. (laughs) Oh, boy! (laughs) Colin David and Adam... Uh, if you would please vote on where you would like to go so that I know where the hell to prep for after our little one shot. <laughs> That's it. That's Domain like, of daiquiris. Not only will we take some time, it will, uh, hey, it means, uh, Miles doesn't have to do a character's backstory in a week. It's true. Yeah, no kidding. And it's true. Uh, oh, but. At the same time, when I make my new character, I have no fucking idea where we're going. So. Oh, so exciting. But, just but if the three of you would, would write down your votes, lots of options out there. Dominia, Mordent, the Shadowlands, Darkon, mm-hmm. Valachan is still on the table. <laughs> Dominia. Heaven forbid the material plane. <laughs> the Bottleborn oh. Mine. Where do you think I've been voting this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we laugh, but... uh, Uh, (laughs) It was a joke. Uh, Ha-ha. Oh, man. Another question and answer session, maybe. Mm. 
No, we've said enough. Now, Colin has definitely voted for the material plane. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. (laughs) Nice. Definitely has happened. Uh, While you guys write those down, though, let's also take a quick minute to acknowledge the amazing mark that Slash will leave on all of us. Fantastic character i don't know if i've ever loved hating someone (laughs) as much as i loved hating slash is i've had plenty of listeners ask me just like what's that guy's deal (laughs) but in a good way you always uh, slash always left us kind of guessing always teetering between good and evil i think yeah like and and I think Justin, I know you and I have stuff behind the scenes that we knew what was going on with him, but uh, it, it, a lot of that stuff, hell, it may still even come to light. Cool. So I don't think I want to spoil anything. I think fair that, enough. I think a lot of that still has an opportunity to to rear its head, as it were. Um, that and- yeah, that's definitely fair. I just want to acknowledge how fantastic of a character. Slash was for these last couple of years of playing D anD D. He's been your character for a hot minute. Yeah. He certainly evoked strong emotions. Listen, yeah, like in, in, in such in such memorable lines, like "meat is weak" or "stupid is binary," but ignorance is a spectrum. Like, holy shit, man! <laughs> yeah, no. Um, listen, I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of pent up rage and aggression that got filtered through Slash. So I'm not sure if my coworkers are gonna start seeing me be a bit more grumpy at work or not. Because that's that's where it all went. Listen, Yikes! Yeah. Any, anybody working customer service, retail or serving will know that you know people are assholes but and now that i don't have my asshole now to shit out the rage that i have um we'll see what happens but i'm eager to see the next character and Salash certainly was a like i said i i feel like throughout most of the campaign i had to sort of check myself and be like like am i an asshole like actually <laughs> like no 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 no. this is a character this is a character and th- honestly this was the first character that i've played that has been you know a giant glaring asshole in the begin in the first place i've always played like the the family friendly or like the 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 lovable oaf or something like that this is my first attempt at somebody who was a dick and uh Resounding success, I would say. Yeah, you're really good at being a dick. <laughs> yeah, well done. So, hopefully, well done. You're, oh, the, you're uh, the evil twin for a reason, and yeah. it showed in Salash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a great character. I will certainly not forget Salash. And yeah, who knows? Maybe his role in the overall story isn't fully done. You never know. I thought another fun thing to do before we call this act truly complete, though, and while you guys are contemplating your voting decisions, even though it looks like you're mostly done. I've got mine written down. Ooh, but my last chance for, like, the last dregs of Slash in there. <laughs> That's me ripping a page out of a book, Slash. How's that feel? It feel good? Bitch. Deafening silence <laughs> of death. <laughs> I thought it'd be fun to go over the schedule of Richton House. I thought it'd be fun oh, to let you guys oh, in. Oh, man. On, like, wh- where should we have gone? Well, well oh. had you just stood back and not interacted, what would have happened is yeah. essentially what's going on here. So had you not done 
anything at all, this is what the schedule would have looked like. 5.30 a.m. Some of these, you'll be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Some of the mm-hmm. schedule is going to blow your minds. Excellent. 5.30 in the morning, the spirits of Rickton House awaken. Joseph prepares breakfast for his daughters in the kitchen while Carl sits around in his cottage kind of listening to the voices in his head, contemplating whether or not he's going to tell Elise the big news today. Thinking about strangling. (laughs) 7 a.m., Casimir wakes up and realizes that Thane is missing. A fact that I think you guys picked up on, I can't quite remember, is that the day before this repeating day, Carl poisoned the dog. Yeah, you. Yeah, I think you told us that. Hoping that it would distract Casimir from being in the picture today. Wait, and then he took Greta out to... Well, let me get there. Gee. That's what happens at 7 in the morning. 7.30 a.m., Joseph begins his daily house duties. 8.30 a.m., Joseph starts focusing solely on the fact that his ledger is missing from his office. He suspects Casimir of wanting to blackmail him. And then at 9 a.m., on the other side of the manor, Casimir leaves his post and spends the next few hours searching the grounds for his dog, Thane. Okay. Nine in the morning. With a pair of super cool people trailing him the whole way. At 9.30 a.m., Carl heads to Rickton House and starts working on the grounds near the house, pulling weeds and, you know, making that burn pile on the side of the house. At noon... The servants gather for lunch, with the exception of Casimir, as you all know, who continues to wander the grounds. His absence clinches his guilt in Joseph's paranoid mind. Like, Joseph expects Casimir of having stolen his ledger to blackmail him, and the fact he doesn't show up to lunch is enough for him to be like, it was, it was Casimir. <laughs> At 1.30 in the afternoon, shit starts getting pretty whack. Okay. At 1.30, Carl finds Greta playing behind the manor and tells her he wants to take her on a picnic, the Isle of Apples. Her and her doll are invited, is what he tells her. They take a boat to that island at 2 p.m., whereupon Greta asks where everyone else is, and Carl says he's going to go fetch them in the picnic basket, and he leaves in the boat, stranding Greta on the island. Ooh. Dick move, bud. Also at 2 p.m., Joseph goes to the gatehouse in search of Casimir. 
he, you know, leaves in a rage after a few hours. Uh-huh. As we saw lunch. for like both days. Yeah, yeah, you saw that happen both times. At 3.10 p.m., Joseph returns to the manor after having not found Casimir. At 3.30, Elise wonders where Greta has been and tells her father, Joseph, that the girl is missing. Carl offers to search the grounds near the lake. At 4.30 in the afternoon, after the search of the house for Greta comes up with nothing, Joseph decides that Greta is probably where his ledger is with Casimir. (laughs) So he instructs Elise to take care of dinner, and he heads back out to try to find Casimir again. A second time. At 5.15 p.m., Joseph finds Casimir in the apple orchard. What? And confronts him. They have a huge argument that ends with Joseph stabbing Casimir to death. What? Wow. Wow. Yet he got his shit kicked in by Van Richten. At 5.50... Joseph returns to the manor and retires early for the evening. Been a day. Uh Uh-huh. At 8.30 p.m., after having contemplating doing this all day long, Carl finally builds up enough courage. He enters the manor from the rear, climbing up the outside of the house and entering the second floor window. Okay. Creepy. On the second floor, he kind of accidentally bumps into Joseph. Uh Uh-oh. Who, before going to bed, decided he was going to go out and look for Greta one last time. Carl blurts out his intention to marry Elise. And Joseph at first just mocks him, but then realizes Carl is being serious and angrily forbids Carl to ever see his daughter again. Carl attacks, and within one round, Joseph is dead and strangled. He hides and hangs the body in the linen closet, hoping it will not be discovered before he and Elise can escape the house to go elope somewhere. At this point, Carl has no idea that Casimir is dead or anything like that. At 9.10 p.m., after Joseph's murder, Carl goes to Elise's room. She rejects his advances and inflamed with passion... He attacks and kills Elise as well. Jeez. And then, at last, horrified by his own actions, Carl has that realization that... He's an incel. (laughs) (laughs) Carl has that realization that he has slain the one person he thought would make his life whole... 
it's too much for Carl to bear, and he hangs himself from the rafters of Van Richten House, where the body remains hanging slightly before dawn. And that cycle repeats over and over and over again. Interesting little fact to go along with that. Every servant within Richton House kind of had like a, this is what you need to do to put them to rest condition. Uh Elise's condition. After day two, Elise had no hope because the only way to get Elise to realize that she's not alive is to stop Carl in the act. You had to have like essentially stopped it while it was happening. And then she would have been like, Oh my God, thank you so much for saving me. And she would have faded away into, into light. I feel less bad about those plants now. Yeah. What about Thane? What about Thane? Thane was already dead. I suppose he got poisoned essentially the the day before. Mm -hmm. uh, And for him to be set free, he had to be reunited with his buried dog toy to set Casimir free. You had to reunite him with Thane to set Carl free. You had to make him realize that he was the cause of Greta's death. Like, had you, Made him realize he killed Elise, killed Joseph, and he would have denied that up and down. It wouldn't have worked. The only way to put Carl to rest is to make him realize he hurt Greta. Oh. Man, what about the coffins in the graveyard that were... Oh, yeah. like The coffins were an absolute red herring meant to fuck with you. Motherfucker! Yeah. Is it specifically that amount in the book, or you're like, oh, it has to be the PCs? They're is supposed to be a coffin for every PC, which just so happened to be the same number as the amount of spirits in Bleak House. And yeah. I think that kind of and made you guys like guess. Guys. Oh, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but 100% just meant to fuck with you there. I think it was kind of supposed to be like the house itself, the domain warning you of oh. what's going on. Because when you get to this domain on day one, everything seems very nice and peaceful and everything seems perfectly normal. Frustratingly mundane. <laughs> and that's kind of the house's way of being like, no, you're, you're in danger. Anything under the gnarled lad or with the orchard besides, hey, look, something cool to fight at night. No, unfortunately oh not. And uh, yeah, Joseph's condition was to... Essentially, the ledger. Yeah, Joseph needed uh, Joseph needed to apologize to the Van Richtens essentially mm-hmm. for what he had done. Fair. Gotta say, Carl has like lived out the shittiest interpretation of Romeo and Juliet yeah. I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah, and, and Greta's save was to ensure that she doesn't go on that picnic with Carl, which mm. you guys did successfully. Yeah. Um. When it comes to the mansion at night, especially with like the weird creatures on the ceiling and the and the breathing of the music room, like were those randomly selected by virtue of the Taroka cards, or were those actual encounters that would have been beat it beaten? And had we beaten them, would that have changed anything? Uh, so with every room, essentially every time you guys entered a room, I would uh, pull a Taroka card. If that Taroka card said that something happens in the room, then I would pull a second card, and the second card determined the severity of what happened. Uh, So I don't know if that quite answers your question, but 
no, essentially does, that's does, that's yeah. what I was doing with the Taroka cards. I was determining if anything weird happens in the rooms, and if so, how weird is it? And did we actually nail all the Taroka cards when when Tess got? Oh you yeah. Know, like, did we actually do all of those correctly, or were there some that were left undone? Like, oh, that's an interesting question too. Uh, I don't know if we have time to fully go into it. Maybe you'll, you know, you'll have to listen back and figure out some of the details yourselves. But had you fought, had you waited out Madame Radonovich in Van Richten's clinic, you would have gotten a another massive bonus in the fight. Oh, man. Oh, okay. But that being said, like... Colin or whoever it is that pulled that actual physical card, you pulled the good thing. Like it was, I think you guys were going to get essentially like a plus four to everything during the fight uh, oh. if you fought in the clinic. But in the same same respect, you could have pulled a bad card that meant that you would have had a negative four to everything in the fight. Oh God! Oh damn! Uh, but by going to fight it out in the attic, you guys made that particular car just a moot point oh, oh i see I so see. okay basically the room would have determined certain cards had you fought him in the clinic according that would have been the bonus to that one yeah the clinic is where healer turned Oathbreaker. the clinic is where van richten decided to t- to enact vengeance upon the corvera tribe that's the moment in his mind where he chose that path it happened in his clinic, and had you fought there, the Taroka cards would have intervened. Damn. Yeah. Man. So we we figured we answered it. We just didn't know when yeah. Rodanovich was really going to strike. That's it. And I think it's kind of designed in a way that that's part of the point. Like yeah. You can see it getting worse and worse and worse, but you never really know when it's going to happen. Yeah. So, like, I guess I'm assuming... That when night fell on that third day, the ghosties were going to be the hosties with the mosties. And if we were waiting in the clinic, then that would have been stuff. We didn't have to mm-hmm. be in the... Yeah. Had you not uh, spike growth all the zombies underground too, on that night they would have uh, surrounded the house, breached it and tried to had you been held up in the clinic the zombies would have tried their damnedest to bring you out of the clinic to like get you out of the the aura i suppose of that room because radonovich heard the reading as well right so radonovich was working against the taroka reading well shit but hey it was a good thing that we killed them all yeah yeah and I'm sure everybody is level eight when we come back once upon a time. <laughs> That's pretty wishful thinking, don't you think? <laughs> I'm a dead guy. What can I say? Hey, Van Richten's gone. Slash is gone. Two less people to share experience with. Good that job. Is, it is a good point. No, I'm just kidding. The intention absolutely is that at the end of this act, all of you left standing reach level eight. Miles, whatever character you bring next time, will be a level eight character the votes are in as to where these three remaining souls would like to go next so 
We will see you all in a few weeks for the beginning of Act 4 of this wacky campaign. And we'll see you even sooner than that for a little palate cleanser before we get all that Act 4 stuff started. Again, thanks for making it this far. Thank all of you at the table for making it such an epic run so far. To Adam, who plays Troubadour slash Lenara. To David over there with Lucer Venari. Miles, who was once Slash. And Colin. Who's here too? Who's still Tess. <laughs> who is still Tess. <laughs> you bet I am, baby. You'll live forever. And ever, and ever, and ever. See you soon. Love you. you. <laughs>